Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Gold links. Raw denim. You know that we do it grande. You know that I'm on the edge. Oh, I couldn't hear what you were talking pop, about pop, at pop, first. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, like that. that song is constantly in my head it's like the ostinato of my life at various tempi um today's a ballad i don't know what to do about it oh that's right that's right that's right i'll be listening somebody made a live album because she didn't make one somebody like actually like went and like it's crazy accurate too what so, yeah where is it at it's on soundcloud i'll be listening to it Oh shoot! We're living the entire concert. It's crazy. It's very you good. The, you going to this uh, country concert, girl? I don't have any more money left, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, luckily, it's probably not gonna be till like next year. Well, we'll see. A lot can change in a year, so we'll see. Um. All right, for the news this week, there's one quick one that I. I think I had it saved and then forgot I did. But there was a fight that broke up that broke out at a performance of Swan Lake in <laughs> what? At the um at the opera house in Manchester a couple weeks ago. Oh, the inmates. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What who who got beans on y'all toes? Okay. So the fight happened after one audience member hit another woman on the arm and told her to be quiet during the performance. <gasps> I don't know what she was doing. I don't know if she was talking. She was making noise. I don't know. The woman's husband confronted the other man and punched him repeatedly in the face. <laughs> so they have to call the police. It says, Is there a line that we missed in between there? What do you mean? I mean, do it for your... Do it. I'm a... Repeatedly in the face. I okay. Well, it says that he hit her on a on the arm. Oh, that's what I was missing. So yeah. he okay. I was like, is there something missing? I thought you said everything except for that. And I was like, did we miss mm-hmm. something in the middle? Okay, so he didn't okay. shush her. It doesn't say he tapped. It says specifically says he hit her. So I'm. I mean, I'm wondering what that means because some people. I remember that time when uh, Rudy Giuliani said that somebody hit him in the back and they literally just patted him on the back like he acted like they had like for real they literally just walked him away like that and he acted like they had socked him in between shoulder blades so I don't know um but it was enough because also you don't have to touch nobody who's held him also I thought you said that his wife had hit his wife the woman A hit woman B there's no woman B it was only one woman involved Okay, I'm back. Which wasn't clarified until after, to be fair. Okay. Um, Because they said an audience member hit another woman. That implies that there's two women, but right after, it says the woman's husband, it's poorly written. It says the woman's husband confronted the other man. So it was a man that hit her. That's crazy. Which, yeah, because hit is crazy. Over Swan Lake, it's on Spotify. And also, why why are you touching me? Like, we could really even back up there. We already side to thigh in this thing that I could watch on YouTube. Why are you touching me? So yeah, he got up. 
Yeah, it was re- should have punched was, him some more. Well, repeatedly in the face. It says yeah. here mink, mink. that the man's glasses exploded. That's okay. what one of the no, witnesses said. <laughs> no, it did not. You <laughs> <laughs> would be so dramatic. Have you exploded. seen glasses before? <laughs> exploded is crazy. Who wrote the BBC? Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that wasn't from the, that was one of the witness uh quotes. That's what they <laughs> that said. That would piss me off so bad. I would not even put it in an article. So they went boom. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that would, um, I wouldn't put it in an article. I wouldn't. I would ask somebody else. I'm like, was anybody else okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, they did not. She said there was blood everywhere. Oh, it looked God. as though his eye socket was broken. I was like, dang. Uh, no, it didn't. Well, if he got punched repeatedly in the face and he had glasses on, maybe. It depends. He oh. could have broken his eye socket. But how would you able to see? I'm not a, I was going to say an orthopedic surgeon. I'm not that either, but what's it called? Um, Osteopro. No. What's it called? Well, hmm. eye doctor is an optometrist. Optometrist. I'm not an optometrist, but that for your socket to be broken, his eyeball fall out too? Like, socket That's, is this thing around here. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he could have. But how would you be able to tell that? Girl, I don't know. Everybody she said lying. the glasses exploded. So. Everybody lying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So the police were called, and um, officers at the scene said a 30-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of assault. So I'm assuming that's the one not with blood pouring from his face. Um, he was later released pending further investigation, and we don't know anything else but that. That was the update. From the original Period. article, so a man, I love it. Now I'm on board. Yeah, cause exactly straight like that. Now repeatedly in the face is kind of like a lot. But yeah, handle your business. Period. Well, um, in other news, Peabody <laughs> Conservatory has announced um this month that they are going to meet full student financial need in. A, uh, eliminate loans um, specifically for their domestic undergraduate students um, so they're meeting 100% of demonstrated need for those students um, effective fall September September uh, sorry fall semester 2024 um, so currently they have 51% of students graduating with some sort of loan debt they're looking to eliminate that um, they're also going to be providing additional financial aid for current students for spring 2024. Because I know people who graduated or are graduating is like they tight, man. But at the same time, I mean, also like somewhere. Yeah, I'll be happy for them. Yeah, I'm happy for them now. Sally yeah. may knock on my door, so <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but they are trying to, to you know, um they gave a grant to some of their domestic undergraduate students who have unmet financial need um, for uh, spring 2024. Um, and then even those who are already in school who are not graduating um, will be a part of that, um, getting their financial need, financial need met for 2024. So good for them, period. I was like, y'all got money. All right, cut the check. Period. Come teach a class. Me personally, I'm writing Peabody for it. See if I can get me a little credit. If I was a Peabody student. 
Wait, what huh? y'all talking about? I said, me personally, as a, if I was a Peabody student, alumnus, yeah. I would be writing in. I'm like, y'all doing credits? Okay. <laughs> uh, you don't owe that money to us, ma'am. We owe it to Sally Mae. <laughs> right, they're going to be like, uh... <laughs> You asking the wrong person. We are a third party in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Music is so expensive. Everything is expensive. Yeah. But whatever. They also said according to the Strategic National Arts Alumni Project, which I hadn't heard of before reading this, um, it says that arts bachelor's graduates with more than $10,000 in student loans are up to 20% less likely to enter and remain in arts careers than those with little to no debt. So that's also another thing. They're, they're investing in their alumni so that they can have more. That's, a, that's the effect it might have. You know, their alumni stay, to, stay the course and win the jobs and do the amazing things in the arts instead of... <laughs> have many opinions can you send me that mm-hmm. that, that will support something that you I'm want to send on. you it links to something else you want me to send you i'll send you what it links to because it's about that okay i have many opinions about that i'm like yeah i mean especially like every everyone is so good now and which is good um the issue with that is that auditions are now so much more cutthroat um, and you got to go to more school and do more things. And if you are a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and you finally win you a little job paying you twenty five k. God bless oh, everybody. Look, yeah, episode. Well, actually, you have yet yeah, your, but it could be yeah, episode after your thing. I need to answer old girl, so she probably like see. I mean, the one we got away from me was crazy, but we move. Um, I have many opinions about this. Also, most arch bachelor graduates have more than ten thousand dollars in debt. So, ten thousand dollars in debt is little money. But, also, people um, be people be uh, having a secret rich parents and stuff. So. That is true. Like ten thousand dollars, I scoff at that. That's little money. What Drake say? I count that little money for fun. <laughs> but the opposite. <laughs> but the opposite. <laughs> <For agony. laughs> $10,000 is nothing. Be serious. Come back, come back to me when you got real debt. <laughs> Capital D debt. I remember when I didn't right. have no real debt. Big booty debt. I could buy a house debt. Well, not in this economy. Thank God. Oh, my God. I remember. Yeah. Actually, I can't even think about it. I had to position. Mm, no, never mind. Yeah, I don't think about my debt. It's kind of like, I don't, I don't even want to say like it's like a, you know how, what would they be saying? Like, it's like something that like it's in the back of your mind that like a little soft little current or like chainsaw hum in the back of your mind. I have turned that way down. I don't hear Nathan. I don't think about it ever. People be like, if you read an article on debt, it'll be like, it's like this big overhanging cloud. No, it's not. Sun is starting where I'm at. <laughs> like hey. birds are tripping. Grass is green. I don't think about it at all. What am I going to do? What you, what you want me little me? Little on me to do. I'm just a girl. I already spent the money. Come back and get your paper if you want it. I mean, I'm within. I'm still within my grace period. So, like, not yet. But yeah, that's gonna. It's gonna be. What's my credit? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I some mean, people girl. are some people are like, girl, I have no intention on paying it back and and whatever. But I took it. In my early twenties, I was like that, which is why um, I don't think about my credit either. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but now I um, come to Classically Black for financial advice. <laughs> but you know what? We're not that bad. You saw that article that was going around? No. You didn't see that article with the on the cut? It was all no. over Twitter. No. About the financial advice columnist at the cut who got scammed into giving it fifty thousand putting fifty thousand dollars into a shoebox and handing it to a random person. Oh, I did I saw that and I was like, I'm not reading this right now. Oh. Because I was like Because the the tweet that I saw under was like, You don't know how easy this is. And I'm like Y'all be so Yeah, y'all be you don't know how easy it is. Me like I was, I applied for something I'm waiting back for. You, Issa, so I already get let it go. But anyway, so I checked my spam for just to for you know, gets and giggles. But when I went over there, I was like, you know me, African Prince emails. I'm like, y'all still doing that? And not to be fair, like scamming is they have gotten very clever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I will read the article before I decide whether or not I could fall into knock on wood. But before yeah, I, I could argue to knowing because she she was saying how she's all the things that you know you wouldn't think and I'm like even though data shows that like highly educated people are just as likely to fall for scams mm-hmm. as other people younger people are actually more likely Gen Z and millennials are more likely than older people um really yeah that's surprising yeah it is i think maybe it's the type of scams i wonder i would like to read that study to see what what types of scams they're talking about because maybe we're more susceptible for to certain types and they're more susceptible like older people are more susceptible to other types but yeah i could already tell you like people are like oh people are, y'all saying that y'all wouldn't fall for it and i'm like i i do understand that like hindsight is twenty twenty. when you're reading all the red flags in quick succession yes right. it's easier to see them <clears throat> And they're using like all these these tactics and stuff, and yes, more people would fall for scams than like they think. Not this one though, <laughs> ma'am. Fifty thousand. You went to the be- okay, girl. First of all, we would stop there. It was it would have stopped on the first step for me. I could tell you that right now. I could because people were like, oh, well, she had kids, and then they was trying to scare her, and I mean, they were trying to scare her like about all the stuff. But the problem is, the scam was clear before they got to that point, and that's what people are not understanding. She shouldn't even have got that far. And you're a financial advisor, and then you told your job they should fire you. <laughs> <laughs> they should take your little article and say thank you for your services. They said they snatched up her kids and they. They helped no, her kids no, for no, ransom. No, no, no. Oh. They basically said her identity was stolen, and they was trying to make it seem like it was stolen, like it was stolen by dangerous people. They was posing as the CIA and the all this type of stuff, and they wasn't threatening her kids, but they was making it seem like you know she was going to be able to access her money and all this type of stuff. And the CIA would literally weird. never contact you. I feel like I even it, I know that. You know what's you know what's dumb though? Her the first call she got was from Amazon. Why is Amazon, Amazon will calling? never contact you? And she she looked at her her bank account, her Amazon account, everything was fine. They were like, "Oh, well, you know, stuff is going on, so we're going to transfer you to the FTC." Why would Amazon be transferring you to the FTC, which then transfers you to the CIA? Girl, I, I would think have the CIA that. got a CIA got a number. I would have kept that in the drafts. 
I would have kept that in the draft. That's insane. I feel bad for her, but also come on, Miss Girl. Like I feel bad for her husband. That's why I feel bad for her. Because fifty K? She didn't even tell him. They were like, You can't tell nobody. Do you really think your husband <laughs> you is You really secret? think the CIA is it a secret <laughs> drug cartel person who and they were like, Oh, but they could be monitoring your communications. So then they would be monitoring this. Me talking to you, CIA agent. CIA agent. Like oh, girl. Mean, we're all susceptible, but Father God. Like I don't know. Yeah. I read this yeah, this other one too after that. It was a she was a former White House scientist, got scammed out of her most of her life savings six hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. Actually it wasn't most because she had another retirement account. Got imagine getting scammed out of six hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. I don't know what's worse. <clears throat> Losing almost a million dollars or realizing now you have to work for the rest of your life because you won't got six hundred fifty five thousand dollars no more. No, it was even worse for her because the type of thing, like, she took it out of a retirement account, and there's, like, a tax code that if you take money out of an account that was, like, tax withholding, then you have to pay tax. It counts as income. You have to pay taxes on it. So they stole that money, and she has to pay taxes on it. Wait. Then they weren't like, here you go, your money back, or, like, she's just out. She just has to over a quarter Over a half a million dollars. That's (laughs) it. That's the end of the story. Plus, she has to pay taxes on it, which is another six figures. Yeah, a fire the writer. That's a terrible story. Really, that's that's how it ends. There's no justice. Well, that, that was that was a different <laughs> that was a different one. But no, I mean they went into some of the investigation and, and who they found, but it wasn't clear that who they found the tr- the funds that they tracked down included any of hers because they intentionally they break them up and then they spread them out and they do all this stuff to to cover the tracks. I'm speechless. Yeah. Somebody give me half a million so. dollars back. I'm going down. Go down the hall to Biden and talk to him. You what? Are you a scientist? And see, okay, y'all making me doubt you. You gonna make me slide over into conspiracy theory? Because did we really make it to the moon? Okay, you <laughs> not you even close to the type of scientist. <laughs> huh? I mean, That's- yeah, I guess. Like that she was, I just mean she was like nature, like ecology type. I don't know, girl. I don't know. You're supposed to be the smartest and the best of the best. Oh, let me put my little slide over there. What else didn't we do that y'all said? Okay, (laughs) anyway, I have two more quick things for the news. Um, one of them is if you know any young. Female identifying high school students from underrepresented communities. Uh, The Fortissima uh, program at Colburn is accepting applications. I believe the application deadline is March 15th, um, but I will link it in the description. It's a six-month artistic and leadership development program, um, and it's designed to inspire, equip, and empower um, its participants to pursue professional training and careers in the field of classical music um and it's completely free and it's it's implemented by the colburn center for innovation and community impact um and it begins online so it can be anywhere um with innovative leadership curriculum and one-on-one mentorship culminating in a week-long residential intensive at colburn so if you know anybody who fits the description um if that applicant pool please pass it along to them 
Um, and also the Louisville Orchestra is accepting applications for their 2025-26 Creator Core Residency uh, Program. They're selecting three composers slash creators who will uh, live in Louisville, Kentucky and compose new works for the orchestra, design educational and community projects, and become active participants in the fabric of city life. They will also provide each composer with a salary, health benefits, and complimentary housing and studio equipment. So apply for that by March 1st, and I'll put the link in the description. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Well, um, for the intermission this week, we watched, uh, well, for the topic, we watched The Last Repair Shop. So it was about you'll find out so um i thought you know i wanted delaney to share her favorite memory from being an orchestra in grade school not grade school but like pre-college mm-hmm. um <clears throat> well i started having an orchestra in school in high school so i would say well, you know, my memory is terrible, but the first thing that came to mind for me was in, at my second high school, we would read, um, the orchestration projects for, um, in orchestra, like uh, the student orchestration projects. Mm -hmm. And so one of them we did actually have a video on my Instagram, (laughs) but maybe I'll share it on classic black's Instagram. Uh, we did, somebody orchestrated the SpongeBob theme song. Someone did law and order. So it was like, it was just fun. Cute, cute little oh, stuff. Oh, that would have been cute. Yeah. <laughs> it was just fun, little cute stuff. So, yeah. My favorite memory actually is not really orchestra, but walk with me. So, in my eighth grade year, I took, uh, what's it called? Like, most eighth year, I took, I took honors algebra. So, but my the way my school works is that music has sectionals and it rotates. So, like, you'll I had I did not have orchestra during the school day I had orchestra after school I don't remember that was was like so long ago but during the day to supplement that because I know I have some students today that have orchestra every day which is like and also when I taught public school my kids have orchestra every day so to supplement that he would do sectionals like once a week or whatever so it will rotate so like you'll have first period viola sectionals and then next week you'll have second period viola sectionals etc so you're not always pulling from the same class so this particular week um, I have yellow sectional, so I went to Mr. Callum, my uh, my algebra teacher. This matters later. And I was like, "Hey, Mr. Man, I have to go to sectionals because da da da." And we must have had a test coming up or something. He's like, "Well, you can't go because sometimes teachers will be like, I would prefer you not go or something like that because it's test something.'" I'm like, "I don't think you heard me. I have viola sectionals, so that's where I will be going." And I got a little tiss, a little tiss with him, but I ain't. It's so funny when I look back at that moment because I was the only black kid in the class, so. It, just came, it, it was just eh, whatever I don't really care about that but like I think at the time it was just like let's not show out too much you know um but I did I was like I have, I don't think you understand like I'm going to where I'm going and I don't remember how it worked out um if I went or not because I also was not gonna have Ina down my neck when I got home you know it never gave call Ina a uh, call Katie's mom never gave that um so fast forward that was in that was in 2006 fast forward to december i'm at the grocery store with monica going December, around, like like fast december oh and i'm in the grocery store and i'm we're in the aisle 
and we're looking for something and I see like this at the corner of my eye I see this white man like staring at me and I'm just like I'm ignoring that because I also I'm kind of blind a little bit I refuse to wear glasses or go to the optometrist I don't even know what it was called see 20 minutes ago um so I just ignore it and we get to the end of the aisle he's like Katie Brown and I was like Mr. Callum and we was talking and he's like oh you look the same I'm like thank you I guess I don't want to take that and then he was like what are you doing I'm like I will live in Memphis I put Memphis Symphony he's like oh you made it and I was like I did and I told right. him that story if I hadn't gone back to that <laughs> no and if I <laughs> and I was like if you see and if you didn't let me out for sectionals then I wouldn't have made it that one day <laughs> but that was like recently I, I could say other things we used to be in we used to be in that orchestra room because I would bring my other friends to orchestra and they wouldn't even be in orchestra see in the orchestra room after school and this is the same lady on, trying to convince y'all to sh- <laughs> i'm not gonna bring it up because i already i like i said i said my piece i know yeah, i know i'm happy that we just agreed to disagree that katie i've been begging for that for literally months so don't even don't yeah, even I'm with happy. that but i'm happy about it but i just want y'all to to take note of that take note of what being a middle schooler and something else but you, that's all right I'll, whatever it is and that's, that's I, you what there's, no, there's nah. nothing you could say about me on this topic because you because you used to be hanging out after school too that's what that's what kids do you hanging out after school it was after school mr janice would be in there probably begging to go you home. corralling people though that's <laughs> totally would, different okay you ha- i have friends who were not in orchestra and i would be like let's go to mr janice after school we i'm gonna go practice y'all want to come and we was in there corralling. doing routine we would be in there doing routines and mm-hmm. all types of middle school stuff like it was crazy like sure. you're not even in orchestra why are you up mm-hmm. here because i you know right, I because katie yeah that is a regular middle school thing to do we were hanging out in the orchestra room and then we will okay. go somewhere else after mr janice would be like i am going home okay. you you out of your mouth told me all the stuff you used to hang out and do and bubble tea and some more stuff that's what that's what after that's yeah, what yeah, children school, do exactly. i went to school very far away from home okay and we had literally four hours i had four hours of just being in the streets mm-hmm. as a kid and i could have sat exploring. and sat and stared at the wall i mean i would take the train to where i was supposed to go and then you would do what when you got there that's 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 what being a kid is you are exploring the limits okay Katie. of your freedom okay. and your independence nah because you I, the other stuff i could give you okay yes do i have am i hosting a little event or whatever tomorrow <laughs> i am whatever i can give you that but being a kid okay. we didn't even you i'm like, just I saying gotta, i'm just saying there's roots to be in the to be roots in the ring leader ring leader i'm just saying i'm not saying you were supposed to be sitting staring at a wall i'm just saying this is where you literally said yourself you like hosting you like putting stuff together there we go i'm just saying there's it's it's part of you that's it part of whatever all i know is that i've already i know we're not gonna see eye to eye on this but i was telling somebody that i don't think it's fair for us to even be on the same spectrum that's what because i feel like we are it's just different it is because like we can agree on that it's just different and that's why the thing that's supposed to be happening in july that's why i'm like let me do my research on how i'm gonna do that because i already know how delaney is and I like Delaney for how she is. That's because I wouldn't be friends with her. If I didn't like her, I wouldn't be friends with her. I already know how she is. And I'm not going to, you know, torment up myself trying to get this woman to go out the house. So I'm already trying because to figure out 
what right, I gotta do to make sure are... that I have a social life in July because I already know what I'm dealing with and you are reasonable you are reasonably unreasonable that's what I would say you could say the same thing about me that could be said about a lot of people but for you you are reasonably unreasonable because you over here talking about like oh Katie's an extrovert I feel like we are not on the same scale I feel like you right. are you gotta you you're right about that my scale goes from introvert to extrovert and your right, scale and you're goes, on the extrovert side of it and your scale goes from never talk to a soul again to introvert I feel like those and you why can't those you, be the same because introvert would be the, the middle if yours ends you're we you're both ends at introvert in some way I guess girl all you I'm just, saying she wants to put the scale up because she doesn't want to admit how far to the extrovert side she is I <laughs> so you're say, gonna cut the scale off I would say because I've always said okay at first I said I was an introvert and okay I I can admit that might have been a bit extreme I don't I'm not afraid of saying that I was I'm wrong because I realized that the first time we had this conversation was during the pandemic and I was very much like I'm in the house I would literally be outside be like I cannot wait to go home that was so when she was was under government mandate okay to to be an introvert okay okay so since we want to pull out facts I lived in Memphis there was no government mandate it was please sneeze on everybody so there's no never well i wasn't here at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. but um anyway that's not really a choice you could you could ask that's why the running joke between me and Esafine, he would be like one thing about us and i was like we going home now you would hear that phrase and be like katie said that because that's how i was like one that's why that's our running joke and that's why he said it to me a couple months ago i was like wait hold on i'm going out after rehearsal this is new this is different so but I will say that when the part I don't like agreeing to disagreeing when I am right. The You're part not, that <laughs> the part that I want Delaney to acknowledge that she refuses to acknowledge is that I have introvert like qualities. That's how how hard is that to be like, oh, you know what, Katie? You're an ambivert. Even if the ambivert skews extrovert why do you want me to lie to you so bad but you should be happy you should be happy that you have friends that will not lie to you in cave just because you so badly want them to just because i i feel this is what i'm talking about i don't agree my friends listen to me i I hear you (laughs) you're not listening though yes i am listening we just don't agree but i just don't agree I don't think so. I feel like when you see me in real time, you'll be like, I Katie, see I've, met, I've known you for years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just want to be seen by you. You don't listen. I'll be at the house. Like, you okay. want me to agree with you. Those are not the same thing. Oh, whatever. What I'm saying is that you just spent this whole time saying, and you're going to say, oh, whatever. No, that's what you want me to do. Did I go out after rehearsal on Wednesday? I did, right? That was That's a very uncharacteristically uncharacteristically like at katie point, thing to do un- at some point you gonna have to get let that go because at a certain point you do it enough times it's part of your character you can't just be like oh i do this every day but I, it's, it's not like me what I don't, because normally rehearsal gets out at 10 p.m i want to go home but i was like to shantanique i was like oh we should go See, and i was like yeah let's and do the it. ring later so but what i do last night friday after rehearsal i was tired i got my viola together i zipped out an extrovert would be like more 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 not more. necessarily Let's you're see, not an extrovert is not, not bionic if you were tired they get tired too 
they get physically tired they they do have to sleep they're human y'all are so <laughs> y'all are <laughs> you're, you're not slick at all you are very annoying all i'm saying i didn't is, mean I it like i, I should have stuck to my guns and i shouldn't even have opened this can of worms because you see how she one thing about katie she gonna what okay a can of tofu okay uh one thing about katie she gonna pull over and clarify and defend herself wouldn't everybody if you're being if you're wrongfully accused of some something all right wrongfully accused you call me a ringleader now did i make a lot of the plans yes but however somebody has to and it's not necessarily you being a ringleader somebody has to make the plans not make the plans initiate the plans that's two different things no seriously how okay okay because wait, let me put yeah. my defenses down how no okay i guess i could see that like we know we're all supposed to be going i guess like why they're the same not the same i know they're those are inherently different words i understand that but what i'm saying in this context why i think they're the same is like if someone was like hey we should go to the movies wouldn't the same person also be like okay so this is the time that we're gonna i guess i haven't been in a situation where like I like so I was like if if you if someone else initiates the plans like if you were like let's go get Indian food I'm assuming that you find the place and you know what time mm-hmm. we leaving you know what I mean yeah it depends on it depends on the scale of it like if you said oh I'm putting together um like a party or something and then I decided and I was like okay I'll pick up x y and z like I will be helping you do it that's mm-hmm. me helping that's me helping with the plan but I didn't initiate the plan I'm just helping or I'm helping you make the plan. If I say, okay, well, I'll call. The, say we was having it. I'll call the venue and I'll do the. the, the that's me. So we, we having a party. See, see I how she went that. up. How she I should have kept, kept it inside. See how she perked up. It's okay. I don't even like, par- I don't I don't even like parties like that. Oh, even okay. though I would. See, she. she that's it. You don't even have to hide your real self. You, your, your. Your instinct was to say, "Oh, we having a party." And now the reason why I said how because I was surprised that you were like, if we were having a party, out of all the examples that you could have used, well, because there's going- a bigger scale of going to, than going to dinner, okay. and that's what I think of when I think of planning an event. It's like a party or some, okay, some type okay. of event. Anyway, agreeing to disagree, it's okay. Well, I will get there. I feel like once we you see won't. me, my, we will. We will not see because and also. Now, because also, now that I think about it, when we was in Rochester, you was outside with me. Ringleader? Follow the leader. No. No. <laughs> no. Because also, um, them little functions we used to go to at the U of R, those yeah, just like... Katie, the melanin was draining from my body. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I used to be on the phone with my friend and went to spell and be like, I haven't seen a black person in weeks. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is we'll reconvene. But I feel we like we not. got we got because we've now closer today. I feel, like, we have not, I, feel, I haven't budged. You trying to get me over to Ambivert? I think you're an extrovert. So we I don't understand why it's so difficult for you to agree with that. Your actions. That's why. I'm announced right now, Delaney. 
All right, Katie. And this is why we break down because you'd be unreasonable. We're recording a podcast, which, by the way, people are probably wondering if we even remember we're doing that. Yes, oh. we do. Hey, y'all. <laughs> right. The um the thing, the 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 film. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So like he said, this week we watched The Last Repair Shop, which we mentioned, I think, either last week or the week before because it's nominated for Best Documentary Short at the Oscars. Um, yeah, so it's a documentary short. It's on Hulu if you'd like to watch it. I also believe they have put it on YouTube. I don't know if it's still up there. Oh, but... I watch it on YouTube today. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's still what up you there. Watching? I watch it on Hulu. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's on Hulu, I think, probably because one of the production companies is Searchlight Pictures. Um, maybe they have a distribution deal or something mm-hmm. like that. And, um... Because I think other like I think Chevalier was also Searchlight and they was on and that was on Hulu, um, but it was also um, made in part by LA Times Studios, so that's where it is on YouTube. If you'd like to watch it, it's from uh, co-directors Chris Bowers and Ben Proudfoot, and it's about the repair shop that helps repair uh, about eighty thousand instruments in circulation in the Los Angeles Unified School District. Um, so yeah, it's basically the structure of it is, it goes through each, um, uh, person that repairs instruments, string instruments, uh, brass instruments, woodwinds, and pianos. Um, and it kind of tells you about, you know, the people behind the repairs. And so it's, it's more like about, it's more like a profile of the people, um, rather than, you know, get into the shop and all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, the stories and stuff like that. And it's what we thought, but what'd you think? I thought it was cute. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting it to be. I mean, you kind of already told me that it wasn't going to be like, you know, they go in school to school or they're like, we're watching them. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect, but like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cute and, or really well done rather. And it reminded me of the idea of Sonder like everyone has like these really everyone has the same experiences that you have like mm-hmm. these deep and complex lives but I'm just like how I was kind of like the whole time I was like how did you get all of these incredibly interesting people to be working in this one spot I mean everyone's everybody's interesting I'm not trying to be rude but like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I'm just a girl from Evanston you know whereas like okay. no I mean seriously but this but there like, might be something in your life that people could zoom in on and, and get the story like that's true but like it was just like you got the an immigrant from Mexico when she just stumbled upon this job where she was like vacuuming violent cases and now you got it's just like you from Armenia like what mm-hmm. that was and the, the fiddling dude like mm-hmm. what the heck like these are all incredibly interesting interesting people like and mm-hmm. you're doing this very specific thing and somehow all of y'all are in here together like mm-hmm. that was really cool to me I think I think part of it also, like, you could even see, so, the guy who, well, I'll say this about, about story, like, you can see there's, um, there was some that, like, had this, this outside story of, like, something that happened to them, or, like, just the life that they had lived before they got to this point, point. Mm-hmm. and then there was also, like, 
an example of how you take something that was a part of somebody's inner story and make it into the story like the first guy who who repaired string instruments like his background was about how he was had been struggling with his sexuality mm-hmm. and how he found you know the solace in playing the violin and how he got into you know um mm-hmm. being a luthier and stuff like that but i feel like that's kind of that's kind of like what you were saying how like oh i'm just a girl or something like that like i feel like we all probably have that something that we could really it may be an inner turmoil it may be something in your life that just like oh it just happened and you kind of moved on or mm-hmm. you wouldn't really be able to see it on that scale but I think that was a good example of how of how you do that because like you said there was also a lot of drama that was built into some of the other stories that because mm-hmm. it was just one of those things that just happened like the brass repair lady that she mentioned like she was an immigrant from Mexico and yeah she had started off like vacuum and violin cases and then went in she had like learned the ropes of like repairing instruments over time and it was like this whole thing where she went to this like test because to for this job to repair instruments for LAUSD and there was all these men there and she thought there's no way I'm gonna get it and she had moved on from it and she got the call like that's like mm-hmm. oh suspense like oh my gosh she gonna get the I mean we she's sitting here she yeah. works there <laughs> but, but yeah. like but the way that it happened it was kind of like oh my god but then on the other hand you also have like I liked how to see the difference in like how you can make a story out of really anything in, in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I really like I, the the guy who was talking about like his sexuality and how hard it was to be, you know, queer in the seventies and like the eighties. And it's like um, he said something that was like really stuck out to me, like how about how hard being a kid is, and like it may really really pull over and be like, yeah, like. I mean, I see these little, you know, these little kids every day. I teach every single day. And it's like, sometimes they get on my nerves so bad. But I also think about, like, how hard it it is. Like, first of all, like, the uncertainty they deal with. Like, are you next in a school shooting? That's a very real, very real fear, you know. And how I was reading an article about some girl talking about, like, literally loud noises scare her because she don't know like is this the moment that you know a school shooter is going to come it's like how are you supposed to learn algebra if you are constantly and I think about how relieved I was that Monica graduated college I mean high school a couple years ago I'm like oh thank god she made out of high school without a school shooting um and this thinking about how like a lot of the kids that I see come from really supported backgrounds because their parents are paying for lessons but also think about how um a lot of kids have unimaginable circumstances that literally adults would not be able to handle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, being a kid is hard. You have to figure all this up, stuff out on a lot of time, either on your own or like you don't feel safe to figure it out. Like, and everything is just so new. And it's just like, yeah, being a kid is actually very difficult. And I really liked that he said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was like, you know, back of my eyes was getting a little tight. You know, I'm a sucker for a little <laughs> sentimental moment. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, did you see? Did you see Isaac? I did see Isaac. I star. I know he was actually a better um, choice. And oh, I don't think you ever met Daquan. Daquan was in there too. There's a couple of people I knew because they wanted people who had played in in LAUSD. And I went to LAUSD school briefly, but I think Isaac went for longer than I did. Um, but I was like, 
one of so you know my eyes is getting a little tight because like people they just be people be going through stuff everybody mm-hmm. going through stuff yeah. and it's just like also like just seeing there's knowing the importance of music education and stuff like that like just knowing that hopefully also like the attention that the film brings to it because the fact that you got these four people really and maybe they have a bit of help i don't know but it really seems like it's like they say it's the last repair shop Eighty thousand instruments and you don't know like what now you don't know because we both know but like people don't know what having music education can do for kids kids Mm -hmm. that don't got nowhere to go after school kids that don't want to go home kid like so that's all that you know i'll be going through all that in my head like dang these people are so important and i'm just Mm -hmm. like i'm really really glad that they got that they got their shine like it was so funny when the lady who repairs the brass instruments was saying like what when she's repairing it what that tells her about the kid like she has a little jar of all the things that she's pulled out that's been lodged i'm like what do kids be doing and i'll be (laughs) i find myself i'll be feeling bad because sometimes i just say the thought that I should keep in my head like but what you be doing turn your brain on I be why? I say that more times than I like to admit because why that would piss me off so like yesterday this little boy and this other little boy were jousting with the violins I said have a seat I said have a seat and he had the nerve to cry hello jousting had the nerve to cry I'm like turn your brain have a seat I was like have a seat had the nerve to cry are you kidding so it's like that part, it was a little funny, but also it just made me mad. Like I see like the sense as she's a repair woman. So she's like, oh, I found a troll doll. Oh, I found a lollipop. That would piss me off because what do you know? You're not supposed to be doing that. You do it anyway. And I understand being a kid is a lot of knowing what you're not supposed to do and doing it anyway. I, that's, I, I get it. But you're also a very smart, learned individual. That would make me so incredibly angry. So I just like went through because just I went through like it, it, i feel like that would make me mad if i was a teacher like seeing it yeah, because like, like in real time because i have noticed and it's so funny that you said that because i was just thinking about yesterday one of the reasons why it's hard for me to like connect with kids like that is because i would just be treating everybody the same like i'll be holding everybody to the same standard and some stuff like you just can't do that with kids because i was playing charades with my nephew yesterday and i'm just like how are you not getting this like but like <laughs> Like, I'm like, I'm doing this. Or he would be acting something out. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with what's on the card. Like, what do you do? like he's seven. But but to be fair, it was kids charades. It wasn't no grown-up charades. Yeah, like, yeah. it's really on made for you y'all. Depends on what me on. Like, come on. Like, it's made for y'all. How? But also, it's just like, he's a kid. He not he's not even fully paying attention. Yeah. He bouncing off the walls. He doing, um, he doing flips and stuff and half looking at what you're doing. Like, yeah, whatever, happy to be like, there happy to be involved <laughs> but yeah that i'm like why are you sticking a troll doll and you know what oh my God. and it didn't have no hair on it where the hair go <laughs> that's another thing that made me mad i would have took that trump that freaking french horn so fast i'm like Mwah. no french horn <laughs> like go to choir like <laughs> i tell them, i tell kindergartners every week i'm like if you do not like this ask your mama to put you in something else but you're not finna ruin it for everybody else. And they are six. Because, uh, what? No, I don't think you understand. Teaching 10 vi- kindergartners violin it, at gonna be the kids same growing time. up. Talking about, you know, I always want to play an instrument, but my orchestra teacher, Katie, she told me to quit. She told me to leave. 
Because you're like, no, you jousting. Jousting is crazy. Jousting is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I'm just like, it just depends what day you catch me on. And I, that's why I was like, that's why people are like, oh, Katie, I'm like, I'm not the best educator. I try my best. I care about technique. I care about not passing stuff over. I care about that stuff. But depending on what day you catch me on, we might have had some, we might have had some feelings hurt. You put a troll doll in an instrument that you cannot afford, that you got for free. You got it for free. And you put your Hershey wrapper and you stuck it down the horn. I just don't understand. Like, what was the thought? Pro- like, I maybe Father I need to God. see. I feel like we should all, we all deserve to be able to see a flashback of us as kids so that we can connect. Because, like, I just yeah, don't remember menace, doing actually. nothing like that. I remember, I do, it's not that I never did anything wrong. I remember writing on the walls. I shouldn't have did that. That's something that's like, okay, yeah. girl, you know you shouldn't be doing it. Okay. And you did it anyway. And but... I did it anyway. Yeah. I like, yeah. So, the, maybe that that's going to help me connect it. Because why? Never in my life was I like, what if I put something in my earphones? Yeah, I've never. I mean, by the time I started playing viola, I I calmed down. I went through a little wild phase in kindergarten, so I'm probably getting that back right now. I realized that I don't want to hear. I I'm getting a lot of the the behaviors in my student. My, remember my student Nadia? Mm-hmm. That was something I deserved. So I understand. Like, I just wasn't. I just. I also like talked endlessly. I was one of the in second grade. I had to sit by the teacher's desk in the back of the room alone. Because I could talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Go to hell, Delaney. Um, so she had to put me, which the more I think about that, that, she shouldn't have did that to me. I should unpack that. Um, but I don't understand. I think also this, we just have more attention spans. I'm ignoring you. I hope you, so... Um, I think we just had better attention spans. I don't think I would ever sat in orchestra and be like, oh my God, this is so boring. Let me take a Hershey wrapper and stick it into my viola. Because then now Mr. Janice, you got to come get it out. Now my instrument buzzing. I'm going to get in trouble. And also, like, I just had like a general, like, this is rude. This is, this. I shouldn't do this. Yeah, like, I wonder, you know, because I didn't learn how to play an instrument. Well, I learned how to play the bassoon in public school, but I was, I was in high school. It's different. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't know. Like, I think it varies. The education on it may vary depending on where you're going to school at. And I understand, I'm sure that every teacher teaches that, like, you should be careful with this. But I just feel like it was so ingrained. Like, you have, like, you cannot just do whatever with this. Like, also, kids be so funny because it's like you really, ah, yeah, but the kids other side of it. Kids don't be listening, and also like, I could see, I could see a part of me being like, I wonder what happens if I stick this doll in down here, and like, what? And you know what probably happened? I'm trying to see from a kid's perspective. They probably stuck the doll in and was like, oh shoot, can't come out. And then it got, oh, this doll stuck in my thing. Now you got me. Why is there a doll your thing? I thought I told you this was da da da. You got yo, you got money to pay for it. And then, uh, and then I would have forgot about it. I wouldn't have forgot about it, but I I give kids a fresh start every time I see them again. So mm-hmm. I would the next day I'd have been like, Could you imagine if you didn't? Oh my god! No, <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> terrible. I I would not. There go imagine. old dog. There go there, there go Cody old dog no. sticking a ass. <laughs> Oh, here, here go the fencing brothers. Like, uh, let it go. I let it go. He sat out and he's like, I'm, I'm really missing. And I let it go. 
I let it go. Um, crying so I, is crazy. You, you were the wrong. You mad at me? <sighs> but yeah, I, I mean, but then I would have had it. I would have been like, moi, no French horn. And then <laughs> the next day, I would have had another French horn for him or her. Um, oh my gosh, <sighs> Father God, kids are so. They're All delightful. The stuff that she poured, y'all should see the jar. I hope y'all watch it's it. It's gross. It was crazy. And also, what I did also found interesting about that is that I had never really seen what they be doing to brass instruments to repair them. Girl, and I still don't kind of understand that it. Water that was like, so refreshing that? to me. I don't know why. It's like I felt my brain. It just felt. I was like, is you, that to like see when you pull it out? Does it like drain? Like if there's a hole in it or something? Like I have no idea. I want somebody to explain that to me because it was interesting. Oh, so I thought they couldn't get wet. I mean, that doesn't make sense. They'd be um, marching bands. Okay. I guess they can't get wet. Like, you can't get it wet. But, like, as a luthier, she probably, like, knows how to, Yeah. you know, like, it's not going to come back to you with any of the issues that it would if, like, a kid were to just pour, like, spill a cup of water on it or something like that. Yeah. But also, I wonder what that green stuff is. Oh, I wonder if that green, because it was green water, right? I wonder if it was like, because you remember like, you played food. No, you played bassoon. When yeah, I was trying to, oh, okay, you remember that green spray to sanitize? Girl, no. Because when I was trying to learn trumpet, I took them three trumpet lessons and it was hopeless. They would, like, when you have to pass your mouthpiece back and forth, you have, they spray it with that green stuff to like, sanitize it before so i'm wondering if that was just a bunch of that green liquid oh no i don't know nothing about brass i don't know I don't nothing know. about them keys i don't know nothing about i know i remember the piston thing because in brass methods they unscrewed that little spring thing mm-hmm. but oh i remember like valve oil yeah and i know they can be really <laughs> temperamental because everything I remember the I brass players listen to this like girl boy Oh, mouthpiece. Um, mm-hmm. Bell. Oh, that's what it's called. What wouldn't be oh. having that though, too? A bell. We'll call it a spout. It's definitely not a spout. <laughs> <laughs> Them woman stuff be so. I mean, I guess all instruments are temperamental in some way, but it's just like. Because mm-hmm. when I find out y'all had to be like tune and stuff like i just thought you just the finger is the finger and then you blow in it and <laughs> because and also how do you how do you control that how like the speed of your air like to make something f- oh y'all got it I got, right i got a little glimpse <laughs> of it when i started playing the flute and i was like oh you, you don't just press the button and then that's what it is but still not definitely not to the extent that you would need like you know how they be doing it yeah i mean we have our other things i mean i'm sure some people might think like finger placement being so minuscule like you yeah. put your finger like that and there's a whole like especially and, with y'all like and the changes yeah. like depending on what like what key you're in like how right. where that note goes see, Remember, yeah, I, I never even got that far i was finna do all that so okay. <laughs> i was not finna <laughs> do all that the not- <laughs> not like, every c sharp in the same place hold on this c sharp y'all <laughs> oh, that's a like that's a, that's a that's od to me okay and that's exactly why i'm sitting where i'm sitting all right i remember I was but also that that's that's having music education that's swiss cheese because nobody ever told me that yeah i mean i learned about that's why i be so picky with 
my students because I learned about like the nuances of intonation way too late. I feel like um, I mean it's not necessarily a problem. I don't think it's a problem anymore. But like I mean everyone has problems with intonation. I, it's not it's not like the overarching like intonation was on my back for years and it's just I'm like oh that was a little flat. It was it's more like it kind of comes and goes. And headlock. <laughs> but I that okay okay <laughs> that's why I be so so strict with my students I'm like when you when if they play like three two one three two I'm like can you the the two that you played the first time can you make sure it's the same one because if it's like a little off it's like it's, it starts so much younger than when you know what I mean like mm-hmm. can you put the same G I'm like can you play the same one that you played before I'd really be a stickler for that because it's like it just starts even if they don't even if they're like what it just starts from just being like just being more aware mm-hmm. of what you're doing but i remember i was looking at tyler's music and i was like what What are these numbers and he's like they're fingerings katie and i was like you don't see no i remember hearing but how do they number i wonder what the fingering system is because that doesn't i mean i'm sure maybe if they saw ours it wouldn't be intuitive either but i'm also wondering like i feel like maybe i'm biased we only got four fingers Y'all using eight? No, all of them. So nine, right? Because they don't use that second thumb, do they? Oh, you're right. They don't use second thumb. Like, oh, you could put the same note different ways, which I understand. And how are you supposed to know which one's gonna be flat? Or I want to see somebody explain that to me. Like, what, what the, how they even, how they even write the fingerings? Like, and because I mean, it can differ. It differs for us. Like, I don't. I remember. It, seeing some other but some other person's fingerings and being like girl this is complicated when it doesn't need to be but um i don't understand like did they do one two three four five six seven eight or like i don't see that was l2 r2 it was that person that used to teach the same instrument as me before me but there was jazz but what did it look like i feel like maybe i'm just There could be different different ways you indicate like shifts or different way you you number your fingers depending on like some people write thumb differently. Some people Oh, I forgot y'all be using your thumb. Yeah, I don't even know. I can't even remember. So, yeah, I can't I can't remember exactly what was weird about it, but it was weird. Also don't use third finger, but I think I think what was weird was it was something with third finger and the only classical bases that use third finger, I think it's in Italy they use it. I don't know. I don't remember. But it's weird to me. Hmm. But you remember when I was student teaching, like I mean I guess people denote shifts because I, I erased something that was in my part last night. I'm like, why is the little dash going down but we're shifting up? I was like, That's weird to me. And I remember I was, when I was student teaching, I was doing fingerings, and he was like, "Oh, you denote a shift." And he did this like elaborate thing, like some type of like, because I I have seen when you're learning to shift, some teachers like to do like different what's that thing called, the function thing from calculus, whatever that is, the mm-hmm. little squirrely, it looks like an f hole that that thing. Wow. To to know a formula shift. thing. Yeah, yeah, just to make it like abundantly clear. I have seen that. I was not taught that way. And I was like, if the dash is going up, that means you're shifting up. If the dash is angling down, he's like, what do you well, mean, like a slash? Because when I do a shift, I'll do three 
upwards dash, like a regular dash. I don't understand what you mean by dash, because to me, dash means just that. But I make it go up. So it will be... Like a slash? Yeah. Oh, but okay. it's like angling up or like angling down. So if I'm shifting up, it's going to be three, up, one. And if it's down, and he was like, well, make sure your kids understand that. And I was like, you're a guitarist. Let's stay in our place, okay? And like, you got it. You're a guitarist who i don't even want to talk about that man that man is so frustrating um it's so interesting to me because i don't even indicate the direction you don't so you no, know. i just dash i mean i guess the music i just do a dash yeah because i'm gonna know when i read it yeah i do dash up and down because sometimes let me think of them the dash could be i could be shifting oh, i'm trying to think Girl, I don't know. I think this is the way I was taught. I can't, yeah. I can't, if, if I ever think of a moment where I wouldn't want, but I'm just not used to a straight, I'm not used to this, a dash. Like, I need to know, like, it's just habit, I guess. Mm-hmm. If I'm going up, if I'm going down. But, I don't know. Maybe the flute girl is going to chime in and let us know what they be. That would be kind of cute, like a little... I mean, it probably wouldn't. Cause people know we participated in our polls on our story. The Valentine's Day one I did, y'all wasn't really on it like that. Not getting called out. Y'all better tighten up. Like, cause I would say we could. I would like to see like different fingerings and like try to guess which instrument it is. It is for. There's really no. It's really just a guess. Fingerings be so interesting because it's like there is a. There is a right way to do it. I'm sorry. There is a right way to do it. But a lot of times I I feel like there is a, I feel like the right way to do it is like the way that you're taught how to do something. Like you are taught chromatic fingerings. You are taught whatever. And then like for viola, if you're a Galamian girl, if you're a flesh girl, you might shift up after three or shift up after two, whatever it is. So there are like little, but I feel like in general, it's like, oh, this probably should be in second position. I ignore that a lot of time. I feel like more and more as the older I get, if it can be played in first position, I am playing in first position. It's not correct. Like I'm, we're playing Firebird tonight and like there's a part that is in octaves that very clearly should be one four, one four, one four, one four, but it's so fast and can't be heard. And I'm just like, I'm playing in the first position. That is not the correct way to do that. The correct way is to play one four, shift, one four, shift, one four, shift down, one four. That's the correct way to do it. But I'm not doing that because it's going to be gone so quickly and so quickly. And the thing that comes after it, it's like, why would I be up when I could just keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, that would be kind of uh, cool. I want to see like how y'all be, how y'all finger Mendelssohn, like how y'all, how y'all finger like Don Juan. Like I want to see like what y'all be doing, <laughs> you know. And obviously, like what I mean by there's a right way to do it. Obviously, not all the time, but I feel like in general, based on like your technique that you learned, there's things that you ignore. That's why you should you learn it the right way, quote unquote, so that you can break the rules. But you can't break the rules until you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Oh no! And if you disagree with me, okay, come on, no podcast. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. 
Um, how do we even get on finger rings? We was talking about we was talking about the movie and oh, because I said Tyler had finger rings in his part. Do he be drawing? I think is he the one who be drawing? I don't know. I don't want to put stuff on his page because I feel like for a flute you got to draw the little got to draw the little holes. Oh yeah, I have seen that. Uh, yeah, that seems OD to me. Just learn the instrument. Just, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That just like, literally every other instrument I'll be like I feel like every your instrument is your instrument you know because it's just like every time I see another instrument I'll be like oh I'm so glad I ain't gotta do that like I hear the violins do something real high I'm like oh I'm so glad I ain't gotta do that cellos with the you gotta and bass the loading dock is crazy they get in the hall I'm just like I'm so glad everything be like I'm so glad I ain't gotta do that mm-hmm. But then bass players be like, I'm probably, I'm so glad I ain't got to play that. You know, everyone has their thing, I feel like. Like, you mm. are settled in your part of the orchestra or whatever. Okay. Well. Is there anything else? I mean, I feel like y'all should watch it. I mean. Yeah. I oh, really the children. It. Right. The children that were in it. I think that's that's why I brought up and I, I forgot to mention it, but when I said like you just don't know what learning music can do for yeah. for kids. Like they did have some of the kids in there, they played a little something something and they they talked about, you know, um you know, the place that music had in their lives. Um so yeah. Little girl that teared teared up about the piano, I was like that's just so sweet to me. I feel I don't feel like I'm jaded, I just feel like I remember feeling like that. That sounds so oh, bad. Dang. I she remember lost the passion. Okay, I have no, passion kidding. for the viola. Like that's my girl. I'm just saying it's just different now. It's like yeah. I feel like I'm on the other side of it now. You know, like um, I will say like uh, a couple weeks ago, as Sphinx Joe did his big one, he was like, "There's no sound like an orchestra," and it's like I've been taking yeah, that for granted. Isn't. Like when you get to the like when the brass gets to wilding up and it be loud, I'd be like, "Oh, this is so amazing," but it's so much like it's a job now which i love like it's a great job but it's just like it's just like you you get paid for it now so it's just like tremolo you know it's just like mm-hmm. yeah you know and i was like oh, i remember like viola used to get me teary-eyed like back in the day but it's just like it's just so much stuff like life has been long you know it's like when i think about her age she's like 16 i'm like i think much stuff i've did since i was 16 like been in school taking auditions viola makes me sad sometimes it's like on the other side of it it's like yeah that's my girl but i'll be taking breaks <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's different no whimsy no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. like i think and it could still like happen every now and then you might play a concert where it's like yeah I, I i got teary eyed last week last week we played an arrangement it was some some it was an arrangement. I don't want to say it like that. It was lift every voice and sing, but it wasn't just lift every voice and sing. It was like orchestrated for like orchestra. Oh. Yeah, it was like it was like I felt like the way it was orchestrated, the audience really couldn't like sing along with it, but by design because it was it was a piece. It was like mm-hmm. a piece, and they it started it started out with like the fam like a fanfare and like 
it started out real that version before maybe it started out like real orchestra e like oh we don't know what this is type vibe Mm-hmm. And then the minute the audience realized what it was, they stood up, and I had to I had to hold back tears. I was so moved by that. Like I'm like I it's nothing wrong with crying, but like I'm not trying to be crying on stage. Like I'm at work, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know, but it was just so emotional for me. You never like, cried on, on stage? I've never cried on stage. I was very close I last week. I was very like just like we're in Memphis. It's a we have a black conductor because Kyle did it. Like. You um, cry when you was playing uh, Seven Last Words of the Unarmed? No, I didn't. Because I'm not really like a... I'm not emotional. I think I've gotten more... Like, how old was I when I played that? 25, 26. I've gotten more emotional since I've gotten older. So, like, that's why, like, I was almost moved to tears last week versus... And also, Seven Last... Seven Words... What's it called? Seven Last Words of the Unarmed. Mm-hmm. I literally never want to play that piece again. I, it was just mm-hmm. so heavy. It was it's so... It was just a lot, and, like, it kind of just made me feel, like, a little numb. Not numb in a bad way, just, like, I felt, like, like, really overwhelmed, actually. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, it was, I wasn't, like, tearful. I was more, like, it was just, like, I just felt really heavy after that. I mm-hmm. literally never want to play that piece again. It's a great piece. I just never, it was just a lot. And we with Morehouse. It was just a lot. Um... But yeah, that was like a beautiful moment. I'm sure I, I always have fun at concerts. I always have a good time. But like, I was like, I remember being like that. Like, Viola was just like, when she's like, when she was like, I love my violin. I was just like, this is so sweet. Like, this is so <laughs> young and earnest. And it just reminded me of that when I told you that guy that that uh, I was talking to over the summer. He was like, like it doesn't matter how much I get paid. Like as long as I can just play. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh. We are not the same. We <laughs> real different. That's like, how it was different. One of them, I can't remember if it was the violin guy or the woodwind guy, because the woodwind repairman he played the violin, which I was That's like, right. I wonder how he got into woodwind yeah, repair because was... he he played the violin. But it was one of them who, when they found the violin, they was like, I just couldn't focus in no classes, and I just I just need to get back on the violin, and I just did it. and I was just like, I've never. I've never felt that way. That's why I remember like when I was like, I feel like y'all made me feel like I've never loved the viola. Like I would, I would say like when I was younger, I was upset. I would spend hours on Saturday mornings, like going on music, not musical, whatever it was called. I forgot the website looking up viola stuff. Like I was obsessed with viola. No, before that, it was like this thing. If I remember the website, there was eight notes and there was another thing like eight notes Mm. where you could like you know like play and i would just go and like just spend hours on the in the hallway computer playing my viola like just i wanted to play viola so bad i would just constantly think about it but like not like i'm shaking in class yeah like i just i can never think like and the thing is like y'all may think oh delaine she don't like no like y'all don't understand how much orchestra how many lessons how i was in like every day that god gave hours upon hours of orchestra and lessons i had to love it but it was never to the point. I mean, maybe it was because I didn't have that separation. I was always mm. I played every day for mm. a long for a long time. But like, it was never to the point where I'm just I'm in algebra going. Oh my itching, god! Like, my fix bass class, right? <sighs> you, I you, need to get my hands on that bass. Like you I just, in the back <laughs> of the algebra class, you grinding up sheet music, snorting it off your. <laughs> like it was just never that deep. It was I just never that deep. And I'm, I'm someone who like I feel like I really love the viola. I mean, I mean, I t- look how far I took it, but like, I don't know. Not look how far. <laughs> like, 
this kind of crazy kind of got kind of deep like this is insane um i just was never i i don't know i don't know like you i was outside jumping double dutch and being a kid like viola was really something i did but also mm-hmm. something that i really was obsessed with as well but like not that like i haven't said viola in three minutes it's quick somebody say it again like not like that you know so i don't know not quick somebody say it again all right well yeah we both i feel like we both recommended it was yeah, it's sure. a nice watch and it's a quick watch was, yeah it's like what 39 minutes 38 mm-hmm. it's quick and free to watch so mm-hmm. yeah right moving on all right it's time for black excellence y'all where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top who you talking about the lady Today, I'm talking about Camden Bonsu Stewart, um, who y'all might know as Camden Music. He's a British singer, songwriter, composer, and a pianist from London. Um, I came across him because a video of his went viral. I think it has like over 18 million views on TikTok of him playing the piano in public. And like a woman stops him and asks what piece he was playing. And he's like, oh, it's mine. I composed it. Um, And yeah, it was cute. Um, so that's, you might have seen some of his, um, some of his videos like that, especially the one that went viral this week. Um, but he's known for his eclectic fusion of genres, um, including opera, classical, ambient, new age, and jazz. Um, he's been, uh, playing the piano since he was six years old. Um, at the age of seven, he joined the Libera Choir as one of the lead soloists, um, and, he is featured on various album recordings, movie soundtracks, and um, had appearances on TV. Um, so, you know, he, he out here. He's um, a young ambassador for the Long Long International Music Foundation, and he's performed um, at the BBC uh, Radio in London, uh, Abbey Road Studios, Southbank Center, and Burlington Arcade. Um, he is particularly draws to playing in public so that he can share um his music with people who might not you know normally come in contact with it so i would link his website so y'all can um tap in with him i mean plenty of people already tapped in with him i think he got like a million followers on tiktok it's crazy so shout out to him period well done internet no i'll write you okay (laughs) i'll write you (laughs) Two of the one of the uh, audiobooks I'm listening to right now. I, the last two have been by British authors, so there's lots of London accents floating around in my ears the past week. Um, mm-hmm. So my piece of the week is please don't send a wellness check. I'm fine. I'm doing great. My piece of the week is La Mer. Now please hold the phone. Give me a second. Let me cook. I too am surprised. I and this is still me katie brown kb 727 it's still a wc hate account <laughs> okay it, it is like but a broken clock is right twice a day and he kind of ate that up please i'm i i promise i'm doing well um what i think it was what i, th- what I think it is is that when you are playing the music you feel the downbeats and i i just i, I feel like debbie's one of those composers that you have to play it to not 
hate it. I know the flute babes, and I still think some of the flute stuff it just be too. But I'm sorry to the people that I'm disappointing. I'm sorry to my co-host and friend for disappointing her. But that's my piece of the week. I I apologize in advance for you having to write it out in the um oh, I won't in be. the description. To to no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will understand if you do not link a recording of it. That that's fine. But I and I apologize to the people who have counted on me to help lead co-lead the charge in hating Debbie C. But this is my piece of the week. Um, I'm not ashamed. I am a little disappointed in myself, but I'm not ashamed. I will not listen to it, but it has been a delight to, I know, um, especially wow. the third movement. Da-da-da-dee-um. I don't know. Wow. Debbie's I've got a new member. That's crazy. And that's what I talk about. Delaney don't listen to me. You heard all the stuff I said? I know. I just wanted to say that before you said that, and but I didn't want to interrupt you, so I had to get it in. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I I am, but I pray we move on from this moment. Um, and dang, this is like Katie eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Katie told me she just had a steak. <laughs> um, this is only for this week. I will be returning to my regular schedule. Debbie C hate because he was a terrible man with questionable music. Um, and probably didn't bathe. But <laughs> until then, thank you so much for listening to Classic Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, because God knows I needed an intermission suggestion or a black excellent suggestion, send it to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. We have merch that's Classically Black Podcast.com slash store. Um, join ISBM. It's free, it's black. And um, yeah, join before uh, the government us to shut it down because if you don't know what's going on with black girl ventures then you should go google it. it's an interesting time in our country it's always interesting time it's been interesting derogatory since its inception um what else did i forget we have merch isbm that's it talk to you next patreon week. patreon the ebony tower uh patreon.com nope yep patreon.com slash classic black podcast thank you for listening and we will catch y'all next week Bye, y'all. Bye.